I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Welcome to our daily Bible study where we try to do a chapter of the Bible a day. This one, this chapter's taken three days. This is taking a little long, but that's okay because we had a lot to talk about. This is the last section of Luke 4. So if you've been with us the last couple days, we left off at verse 37. Mm -hmm. And today we're starting with 38, which in my Bible, the heading says, Jesus heals many. And it's the last little section of Luke 4. Sounds great. Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever, and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. When the sun was setting, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sicknesses, and laying his hands on each one, he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of people shouting, You are the Son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak, because they knew he was the Christ. At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the towns, or to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. And he kept on preaching in the synagogues of Judea. Well, All right, so that was short to read through, but there's definitely a lot to talk about. Yeah. So I'm just going to start with rebuking a fever. That is... Is it, I mean, like just a fever or is it that the fever was caused by a demon because when you think about rebuking I guess he does probably say later he rebukes the winds and the waves mm-hmm. is that right yeah so yeah. what's the word for rebuke there or it is it's rebuke like he speaks to it and it listens and that's the the fever and the wind and the waves they're both incredible because there's no entity behind them you know they're patterns of nature or a fever is a whatever causes it you know <laughs> yeah I mean, whatever causes fevers we, whatever yeah i don't think scientists are really sure <laughs> well okay if it's an infection i'm just, ki- I'm just kidding whatever I'm kidding. but the thing is he he speaks to a consequence of something sure and it listens yeah it obeys it's weird Um, because it sounds like it's like personified you know mm -hmm. like when you rebuke like what does the word rebuke mean Um, i mean i know what it means but i'm just like you don't say it to things that are inanimate you know no you don't rebuke a door if you stub your toe on it I mean, you could, it would be, that, but that would be a, like a silly way to think about it. Anyway, that I thought was a little weird, but yeah, what you're saying makes sense. 
Um, so Simon, I'm just trying to remember because honestly, it's been a while since we recorded some of the earlier parts of this, but Simon mentioned in Luke 3. Yes, Simon and Andrew were the disciples that were called. Did we talk about that? I don't think we... I'm trying to remember. We've talked about a lot of things, and I've re-listened to other podcasts. So, okay, let me just look back here. Possibly not. Jesus was tempted, then he was rejected. So... Bless you. Bless you, bless you. We're joined by a... Pearl. Yeah, Pearl. Pearl's here today. Youngest daughter. She won't contribute much except for some sneezes. (laughs) But... She is listening to God's word, which is wonderful. Okay, so Simon really is not mentioned, like, introduced. No, he is mentioned in the account of Matthew. I know for sure he's mentioned before this account. But what I find really interesting about this is that he has a (laughs) mother-in-law. Well, because you always... I always picture, not always. You sometimes picture. Sometimes the picture all the disciples being, being yeah, all these bachelors that are running around. I mean, can you imagine being Peter's wife, Simon well, Peter's wife, and he comes home wait, and all this of a sudden. Is Simon Peter or a different Simon? This is Simon Peter. Oh yeah, he's kind of headstrong. I guess I could. No, <laughs> not that, but just him coming home and be like, "Hey, I'm gonna go follow Jesus for three years, and wander around." Well, it does make you wonder, like, how uh, continuous their journeys were, you know? Like, how often, where did he live? He live in Capernaum? I think this is in Capernaum. Then or Jesus, the mother-in-law is, yeah. So Jesus probably... spends a significant amount of time in Capernaum mm-hmm. and goes back there often, it seems. So. And he comes down for a lot of the festivals and Could things that like that. Could that be one of the reasons why he goes to Capernaum so much? Because a lot of the disciples have families there. Could also be that Peter's wife was came along with them for many of the things, or we. I mean, we know nothing about her. She, she, Simon could be a widower. True, he could be Um, taking care of his mother-in-law. Also true. Right. Okay. Well, that is interesting. But. Well, all right. So Jesus heals. Okay. So the first. The last section we read yesterday, they went to Capernaum. Jesus drove out an evil spirit then at the synagogue. And then he left there and helped Simon and his mother-in-law. And then when the sun was setting, people brought to Jesus. So kind of throughout the day, people had heard about what he did at the synagogue, heard about what he did for the mother-in-law, and now... Word spreads and people with all the problems are coming to him wherever he's staying or wherever he is, and they're um, he's healing a yeah, lot of people. And I wonder if they many of them were not allowed to be in the synagogue if they were unclean for some of these diseases. I know that's mm-hmm. the case in the temple that you would need to, you know, be cleansed and be clean. But for certain diseases, like the priest was basically the 
similar to a doctor where they were the ones that would proclaim you clean or unclean and you'd be allowed to like rejoin the group again yeah so wonder if at evening they come in people that have diseases that banish them from society yeah so all right i just paged ahead and luke doesn't include the wedding at cana which is what we consider jesus like first miracle Mm -hmm. where he you know shows his power for the first time is that right what is that what people consider Mm -hmm. so i think the other day i was confused when it said he was traveling around and then word about him spread and i was like well what are people spreading or what is he doing that's making people talk but perhaps after his temptation he went to the wedding that's part of the reason word is spreading about him and then he starts doing these things where he's visiting synagogues and healing people but he has not yet really called the disciples if you're in your bible you can see that that's the next section we'll go through tomorrow but this is like the time between when he's started his ministry as being baptized and then like he's got a a true dedicated following Mm -hmm. and he has i mean if he he knows simon here so it could be these disciples were listening to him preach in the synagogues were around him when he's around the sea of galilee went to him at this wedding and then when he says is it possible they're like his childhood friends i don't think so no i mean not for all of them no but i mean some of them like if he i mean if they ended up at a wedding together like do they have similar family or friends in this didn't you say capernaum and nazareth are close together they are could so know they each could other. have they could have connected families and in, in the same clans and things like that too. Because I think when we is this version of the calling the disciples when they're out on the boat and the miraculous catch of fish is that what we're gonna get to tomorrow? Uh, eventually. Yeah. I don't know. If I that's guess I much. just picture him never having seen these men before, and just walking up and saying stuff to them like, "Hey." follow me and yeah they and they and, and they go. don't know him at all they're just like possessed by like oh i know that must be god but this kind of is giving a little background that he already knows simon he's healed he's been to his house he's healed his mother-in-law yeah so I that kind of puts it a little different they definitely knew jesus they had heard him preach they had seen him but when he calls them and they leave this is them like taking a full-time position right well let's not jump too far ahead about we'll talk about that next. well i know but just i know i'm saying that it's different than him walking by and them just being like filled with a sense of oh that's god i have to follow Mm -hmm. him but they've heard him speak they've heard him preach they've seen him do these other things they have a little history with him Mm -hmm. it's not a surprise drop in calling Sure. He's probably talked to them about, you know, he's God. He's, well, he's obviously healed someone very close to them, the mother-in-law. And some of them are going to be John's disciples. Right. So not only would, I mean, John would have talked to them about him. Yeah. Sent them to ask him questions. I've always heard this story about Simon's mother-in-law. 
but chronologically I did not know that it was before Simon was officially called to be a fisherman. So that's why I, I wonder, was just surprised. In I don't know in Matthew if it's afterwards. The chronology of these things is sometimes oh. a little bit different. Um Well, that would confuse me even more. (laughs) Don't know if you want to do that to me. Okay. (laughs) Don't don't look that up right now. Well, I know they're early in Jesus' ministry either way, so. So. That's really the point. That's well. That is that the point? Okay. Um, and this is the first time, in this but in this book. Verse 42, where Jesus went out to look for a solitary place. And then the people came to look for him. And this happens a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, which I think is interesting. And it's important because Jesus is just, because of what he does, constantly in demand, people... There's no shortage of people to help. So he's always got to be carving out time to be alone and to rest. Because and he to could pray, work. recharge himself. Right, he could work from, well, 24-7. There'd always be a line. And then that is something that I've thought about before, which would be kind of sad, like, Jesus does need to rest and he needs to walk away and he leaves these places to go to solitary hills or out on a boat or somewhere to rest. What if you were like the next person in line to see Jesus and then it's like, oh, Jesus is leaving. You know, that'd be such a bummer. But someone was like, Jesus had to walk away from the crowds at some point. It's not like there was an end of the line and he just said this is a good time to stop you know he had to leave at some point well a point. couple of the times he goes away it's always like early in the morning so he had well that's what line. it said at daybreak yeah but how do you know that the line was finished what if there's people still coming and people have been traveling all across all these places and hurt you know it's just we don't know for sure that there was a an end to the group it, it just says he needed to rest you don't hear about anyone complaining though having a complaint department and being like whoa they probably just kept following him because that's what it said the people were looking for him when they came to where he was they tried to keep him from leaving them so they're yeah wait we have more people coming or Or we we want you to stay just in case they get another disease right there's just always demands on him and his time, but he takes his time to pray mm-hmm. to his father, and he has to take time to rest, and he's very connected with, you know, he is God, but he has, he well, I don't know if I should say he has to pray, but he prays to God. He does. His it's part of, It's part of the life of... A relationship with God is prayer right. and asking. And he. Uh, what do you say when people ask? And by people, I mean little kids. 
If Jesus is God, is he praying to himself? I say, no, he's praying to his Father. He is God. God the Father is God. It's a triune God. Something doesn't matter if you're a child or have multiple doctorates in theology. It's a mystery we can't comprehend. But over and over and over again, he talks about the his job while he's on earth is to glorify the Father through his work, which is the same thing that we do through our lives. We glorify God through the lives that we live. And he prays to him, he talks to him, he asks him for things, he thanks him for things. It's, um, yeah, it's a, they are different persons, but the same God. And that's profound and impossible to understand for our minds, but it's what the Bible says is the truth. Mm. Well, well, that's a, it's a tricky thing mm-hmm. to explain to anyone, but especially to a small child. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think the small child always praying to God and if but you just you say but there you are God or he is God then it's like well why does he have to like pray and maybe I mean all I prayers think are different I think you're putting your thoughts into the thoughts of a child you know well, you I have remember what I thought when I was a kid and then old? as I got older I was like you know you explain it but like you said even though it's explained you really truly don't understand it but like mm-hmm. every prayer is different you can pray you don't have to be on your hands and knees with like a prayer shawl and saying it all formally like dear god but if he is i mean he is god i don't, I don't mean to keep saying if he is but if he's god he could just think something and then god already knows it because he's god so he doesn't need to pray because he's a constant communication with god because he is god Right, but he still relies on the Father for grace and protection. God the Father is not the one in the flesh living his life. Jesus is. So there's a separation between them. And it's this is, I think, why Jesus talks about having the faith of a little child. Because... If you just say simply what the Bible says, no, Jesus was praying to his Father in heaven and his Father was taking care of him. I don't know that they're going to go down all of the logical problems with that statement through the division of persons that we are. um, Because we want to understand everything and sometimes my mind at least thinks if I can't understand it then it can't be true and that's not faith and faith is reading what the Bible says and just saying I mean it's clear what the Bible says here it's just letting it doesn't make sense to our brains to our human reason yeah anyways all right, so finally finished this section. Mm-hmm. Jesus healed many people. He 
he said he couldn't stay in one place very long because he has to keep spreading the word to the other towns. And he said that is why I was sent. And then it kept on preaching in synagogues of Judea. And that's... That's chapter four. And now we're finally done with it. Yeah. Tomorrow we'll go into chapter five. And we'll see how far we get. Sounds good. Have a great day. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor Randall, wake up.